Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. How are you doing? So another week and I've just done the week ahead reading. Ma, What a year. What, what a four, five year period. <laughs> Why? Why did we choose to incarnate at this time? Bloody hell. Anyway, I wanted to just tell you um, a little funny, well, funny, not funny experience that I've had recently. So um, obviously, you know, I've been very vocal about the fact that I've had a bit of a hard time energetically recently. And it's been a bit tough. Well, with last week, we did all experience that lifting of the energy. Well, I think most of us did. If you didn't, I'm sorry, it's coming, I promise. And um, I decided to try and really not sit in the old energy. So one of the problems that we have being energy beings is when we've sat in a certain frequency, we can create more of that frequency by um, expectation. 
you know, you, you go, oh, well, it's been really tough and you expect it to carry on. And we do create some of our journey. And I think some of our journey is, you know, movements of energy and time and planetary things and humanity things that we have to deal with anyway. So I'm driving along in my car, listening to God Squad music, trying to elevate my vibration, focusing on things to bring me joy. The sun is shining. I've got the nicest car I've ever had in my life. God's God is playing. I've got a really sort of strong idea and direction back again of what I want and where I want to be. I feel like I've come home to myself and really appreciating that feeling good and there's this van flatbed van driving towards me and it's got half a forest of conifers on the back of it and I think oh that's wide and I think gosh they're going fast and I pull over and slow down they don't slow down and I think oh my goodness they seem really close and I'm like you're just nervous you're just nervous I'm in the bush, I can hear it like scraping along the side of the left-hand side of my car. And I'm like, okay, I can't go anywhere, they'll slow down. They don't. And they just ram into my wing mirror at such speed and velocity that my entire wing mirror is obliterated. My son and I go back to look for parts to see if there's anything we can retrieve. And there is, it looks like confetti on the road that's just shredded and of course as you can guess they don't stop they just keep driving they do leave some fronds of conifer coniflower conifer <laughs> in my wing mirror which I was very grateful for what a gift so that was shit to be honest and this is my first time having a nice new car and uh, nice new cars have very expensive replacement parts so that is 500 pounds for a new wing mirror and I just find it a fascinating thing to think about because this is where manifestation and preempting something because you know it's coming kind of merge. Because I've been having this thought for the last three weeks, this car is too big. I'm not comfortable driving it. It feels too wide. And um, thinking about that and then Someone was giving me a lift the other day, and this is somebody that I know is a great driver, really, really, you know, really good driver. And I was in their car and I kept flinching because I kept thinking they were going to hit a wing mirror and I didn't know where it came from. Now, was that a premonition? Did I know that that was going to happen to my car? Was my warning system kicking in or did I manifest that happening to my car? because I was thinking about how big my car felt and not trusting it. And there's the rub. How do we know? Funny, eh? So even after all this time of working with energy and working with spirit, this is it's not an exact science. That's what I mean. Sometimes you just can't tell where the information comes from and whether, yeah, whether it was a warning or whether you created it by being a fussy, negative worrier. But I was just like, yay for me. And that really definitely, hopefully, is the cherry on the top. And we've finished with all of this stuff for now. But we'll see. <laughs> 
I keep singing uh, Chumbawamba to myself. I get knocked down, but I get up again. Because that's what it's felt like for the last six months slash year. I've got knocked down and I've got up again. I've got knocked down and I've got up again. I've got knocked down and I've got up again. I've got knocked down. I've cried for a bit. (laughs) Then I've got back up again. (laughs) How much more? Jeez. I mean, it really is just one non-stop shamanic experience here, isn't it? Brutality. (laughs) At least we have each other. So I thought today I would, we've got an extra session. You've got me yabbing today because I have finished my run of interviews. I've got one more that I'm recording this week. um, And then we'll, we'll start opening up for bookings for more interviewees. I just want to say one thing to you guys, if you're listening. If you want to be on my podcast, that is great. I would, I love to have guests with interesting stories. So please, when you're emailing me, email me like you're a real person. Don't Google, um, or I don't know what it is. I keep getting these emails. They're from different email addresses, but they follow a format. And they just, they don't have any energy behind them. Um, It just feels really, it's either like an AI's written it, or like you've all followed the same you know, create your own document of, I listened to this episode with so-and-so and so-and-so and and I really enjoyed it. And it's always got the title of whatever episode has been out in the last two weeks. And it made me think I'd be a great guest for your podcast. Here's some topics I can talk about. And it just, I want real people. So if you're a real person, I would love to hear from you. Equally, You've got to have got had some experience. And if I go on your social media and you're not doing any videos and I can't tell if you are a good presenter and you speak well and you look good on a screen and, you know, you have those basic attributes that I need for my professional podcast, then I'm not going to contact you back either. So start with building your library of content on your social media if your social media is just essentially sharing other people's quotes which I know I do but I just mean and no content from you I can't even see what you look like you've only got 600 followers and you're not actually doing any work so anyone can see you and everything that you are sharing is not your own then I don't really get an idea of the essence of who you are and I I don't care about numbers, but I do care about quality and I do care about people that have done the work and have integrated the work and have a story to tell. So when you're applying to me, that's what I want to know. At one stage, I was asking people to submit uh, a video so that I would have a uh, an idea of the essence of them and that's something you can still do if you're feeling brave Uh, but I yeah just I need to know who you are and if I can't tell who you are then you're not going to get a call back because I can't risk it this is my baby it's precious to me hope that that makes sense okay so questions now I've got myself in a bit of a tizzy here And I honestly, I'm lost in some sort of 
I don't know. I feel like I've fallen down the rabbit hole and um, I'm going off on one again, but hey-ho, it's my podcast. I can do what I like. There, I do not know what happened to Amanda and I when we were at that fair, but more happened than should have happened from just sitting in a room at a fair, even if it was uncomfortable. There was something energetically that happened to us. And since that happened... I have had to acclimatise. It honestly feels, I don't know how many of you have done a Reiki course or signed up for a course, but there's that kind of thing when you know the course is coming, something happens to your energy and it starts to shift. And then like when you do a Reiki course and you go out in the world, you feel like you don't really fit in in the same way that you did. So on the Friday, you're one person, you do a Reiki course over the weekend, you go, it's just a little course. On the Monday, you are a different person and you don't know how or why, but you are. Well, it's that, but it's that times a hundred. And I was talking to um, lovely Nicole the other day and just saying, if spirit said to me that your existence in that fair, in that timeline ended and so we moved you in a wormhole through to another existence, but it's not quite the same and you've got to reacclimatize. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> That's how bad it's been. I don't, I feel like I'm trying to work out how I fit in this space. And I think that that is happening for a lot of us. And this is that shifting energy on earth that we're in. Something is moving and yeah, it's a bit nuts, I'm aware, but that's how it feels to me. Something's going on anyway. What I mean to say is that some of these questions I might have already answered because I, can't, I honestly, I'm dreaming such crazy dreams. I can't tell what's happened and what hasn't and what I've dreamt at the moment that's where I'm at and so um <laughs> pass the coffee everybody we've just got to hang in there until this energy passes so if I've missed your question I apologize please submit it again it doesn't surprise me if I've answered a question twice there might be a different answer because I'm a different person now than I was a week ago what can I say? And we'll work through that together. So first up is Emma. And Emma says, Hi, Hannah. I'm in early development of my mediumship and I'm considering trying to find other mediums I can practice with, but I'm struggling to find a group. Can you recommend ways I can search out people in my local area? Bournemouth. Also, I'm concerned about being taken in by fake mediums. So is there a way to spot fakes? Many thanks. Okay. Emma, it's always really hard. When I was looking in my local area, Kent, there was nothing. Uh, only churches. And I really just had a aversion to um, churches for whatever reason. So... Emma, in short, I had to create my own and it was hard um, 
And it was really difficult because then I ended up with people that needed me to teach them at the same time as wanting to practice. So it is really, really difficult. I mean, as I think I've said on this podcast, I was driving an hour and a half plus round trip every week to the circle that I first began to learn in. Um, And that was a spirit guide circle. So when I wanted to do evidential mediumship, I was absolutely stuffed. Um, And that is, in honesty, Emma, part of the inspiration for the Mediumship Matters School is because people were messaging me saying, I want to practice. And I was saying, you need to practice. You want to develop your mediumship? Practice. You want to do this? Practice. And then there's nowhere. I did a post on my Facebook page saying, if you've got a circle, could you... um, pop it on here so that people can join it and it just there wasn't that many there wasn't that many that got advertised there was a few but not many so it it is tough don't let that stop you but figure out where you want to be Um, I know that um, Nicole again she really recommends going on Reddit and places like that to do practice readings. But that's obviously much harder and you need to have some knowledge before you work with people who aren't developing themselves. So I would suggest finding an online group that works for you if there isn't one locally. Now, concern about being taken in by fake mediums. uh, There's always difficulty with this. I don't think that there are that many people that start mediumship and set up businesses as mediums as outright frauds anymore. I think, but I do think there are a lot of people out there who think they're doing a good job, but haven't done very much integration and are very trapped in their ego. Now, don't get me wrong. I have an ego. I'm not pretending I don't. My ego gets in the way all the time. But um, there are people that some of the teachers I've had didn't really want me to do well. They wanted the the energy hit from teaching and having people in need and the money from it. But they didn't actually really want any of their students to do as well as they were because of they haven't done the inner work. And so really, rather than worrying about fakes, I would feel into vibration and energy and whether it feels aligned to you. So whether the teachers in the group are really helping people or they're making them feel small and holding them back. Um, now, I know I've spoken about this on the potty quite a lot, but things for me that are red flags are... When they keep saying things like, I'm going to teach you how to do this, and then you're on the course and they don't teach you how to do that, and then you get to the end of the sign-up area and they're like, oh, I still need to teach you this. If you sign up for the next course, I'll teach you how to do that. If they talk about themselves too much, so there's a balance, because I do share stories about my journey and things that have happened to me because it helps people understand the lessons and the integrations. But if you're in a two-hour class and they've spent an hour and a quarter and essentially all they're doing is showing off, then that's something I would be concerned about. Another red flag is just that feeling 
uh, in some of the with some of the teachers I've had is that feeling that they're like talking about you behind your back like you're at school and they're the mean girls and you've got to walk past them in the corridor now as they self-confessed people pleaser that's something I really struggle with because if I feel like someone especially when I've put them on a pedestal of being my teacher doesn't like me I'll work double hard like a little puppy dog to try and make you like me but that has damaged me time and time again so you need to feel like they are keeping you safe. Another red flag for me with teaching is if they don't show you what they can do There's no examples of their work anywhere. So there is a difference here. It's always a hard balance as a teacher between showing everybody what you can do and not wanting to show off and squash them. And you have to find the space in between that. But if you're doing examples of how your mediumship works, like I was doing a practice session on on my school the other day and I'd been talking, some people demonstrated for me for personalised feedback. Shout out if you're one of those people. You're so brave. I'm so proud of you. And then our spirit said to me, you know, we want you to show them all what you mean because I keep talking about all these examples of things that will help their mediumship and I wanted them to see what it's like in action. And so I did it then. I don't always do it. So it really does depend on the teacher and where they're at but there should be examples of their work out there and if they're just telling you how to do something and never showing you how they do it something to be worried about and I know Charlie Kelly mentioned that on the podcast um I don't know if he mentioned the the story I've heard about him which could well be a story but is a teacher that was at college and was telling students to get uh, the person spirit's phone number and he just had enough and Charlie Kelly's quite outspoken I don't know if you noticed that on the podcast I love it I'm here for it and he said to them well you do it first and then I'll do it and they couldn't do it so you need teachers that will show you they can do it that's part of the reason that there are example demonstrations and readings on this podcast for people to listen to um In fact, I need to do another demonstration. That's on the list. So that would be a red flag for me if there's no examples of their work. So it's very much I'm telling you how to do this, but I'm not touring or demonstrating. I only do two demonstrations a year. I don't do any online. You have no examples of my work to reference. Well, great. Um, So that can also be a problem. And there was something else that was popping in before I went down this rabbit hole. Oh, yeah, you want meaningful feedback that feels clear and makes sense. If you're not getting meaningful feedback, what are you supposed to do with that? If they're just going, oh, yeah, brilliant, really good. It's not actually going to help you to learn. And this is the thing about teaching. Sometimes you have to be tough and sometimes you have to say, don't do that, don't do it like this. And you can see people going, but if you really believe in people and you really want them to be the best medium they can be, that doesn't come from keeping them safe and still. It comes from showing them 
that you believe in them and that a few little tweaks can make a massive difference. So I hope that that helps, Emma. Good luck on your search. Just trust your gut. If it doesn't feel right to you and you've given it a few goes and that's enough for your nerves to have settled, it's not the right place for you. Find another. Try working online if you can't find any others. And if that's not right for you, you will have to hold your nose and jump and create your own group. Good luck. Okay, next up we have a question from Susie. And Susie says, Hi Hannah, I know you're busy in America at the moment. Not anymore. (laughs) But I have a question and I thought you'd be the best person to put this to. I know when we go home to spirit, we will meet our loved ones and ancestors. But do you think that we will get a chance to meet our guides? I would absolutely love to connect with them when I leave my earthly incarnation. And it brings me such a hopeful, happy feeling visualising them waiting to meet me as well. What are your thoughts? Sending love, Susie. Absolutely, Susie. Um, Now, I think that some of our guides are actually our own soul. And I know I've mentioned that before. I think that sometimes our guides present to us as separate from us for our own comfort. And I think it's easy in our human incarnation to forget how wonderful it will feel just to be back completely. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. With your own self once more. I think we go, yeah, yeah, but what about the others? But actually, there's a whole expanded array of team of just ourselves to go back to and feel that love with. But yes, I do think that we get to hang out with our guides and be with them. One of uh, my long-term friends and students, Cece, recommended that I read The Shack. And I read The Shack and I loved The Shack, um, if any of you want a really good book. And for those of you that know me, you will know that um, I've had a bit of an affinity with Jesus on my journey, even though I had a lot of resistance to it because of the religious uh, dogma around Jesus. And it really put me off him. And once I worked past that and just worked with him as, as I receive him, I have to say that for me, 
he is one of the energies that my heart waits for calls to I don't know I that for me is he is one of the ones where I just cannot wait to get to the other side to hang out with and I honestly honestly 10 years ago if you had said to me I'd be saying that on a podcast for the whole world to hear I would have said that will be my kidnapper's sign. <laughs> I have been taken. <laughs> Please send help. But honestly, that is how I feel. So I absolutely get that, Susie, and I do believe it, yes. I think that um, we will incarnate in some lifetimes with some of our guides and sometimes they stay over there and sometimes we are a guide to them. That's how I think it works. I... I've got all these bloody podcasts lined up to talk about where I'm going to delve into all of this. But um, yes, I do. And I think for some people, those guides are a bigger source of unconditional love than the people they incarnate with physically here. So, yeah, they might be even the ones that come to get you. And how incredible will that be? Right, next up, some questions from Daisy. And Daisy says, Hi Hannah, just a brief email as I know you are inundated. I have two questions for you. Number one, is it possible to move a pendulum psychically? I am worried whether I am connecting to my higher self or spirit guides or whether it is somehow me moving the pendulum to give the answers I want or expect. Two, what is the difference between an orb and a greyish, greyish mist shadow? My daughter has seen both and I'd like to know if it depends on how recently the spirit passed away, for example. Love the show, Daisy. Pendulums are fascinating to me, Daisy. Now, I use pendulums to read and assess the energy. I don't personally use them to communicate with spirit so much because I know that there's better ways to communicate with spirit. Now, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe this. So for example, um, one of my favourite things to do with people is to have a load of cards laid out, oracle cards, face down on a table. And then you ask the pendulum to guide you to the cards that you need. Now, I believe that the cards that you need, they have an energy which is in part built by your spirit guides and your your higher self and you trying to create, you know, this is where I need to be, this is the message I need to have. Like when you're shuffling cards and you just have that little nudge that says, stop there, pull that one, stop there, pull this one. There's a process, an energy that builds to get the messages that need to come to you. So in that scenario, I think that the pendulum is drawn to the energy that is building because sometimes when you hold a pendulum over a card, it's just flat. There's no movement at all. And that's because there's no energy built there. It's just enough. It's just a meh. So it doesn't move. 
So there I think it's actually psychically working. It's work reacting to the energy that has built up on the cards that you need to pick. And you could do the same thing with your hand and hold your hand over the cards and feel where you get a feeling that you need to pick those cards. Um, now, when you're asking a pendulum for yes, no questions and you're holding it and you're moving it, it's important to understand that, yes, you can get in the way. You can. You can move the pendulum through your expectation um, and through your beliefs. And this is a problem. I have had somebody come to me to tell me that they know their partner is cheating on them because the pendulum told them. The pendulum didn't tell them that. They told themselves that because they were expecting that answer. When I did the pendulum for them, in front of them, from a neutral space, he wasn't. And this is the problem. It is a problem with pendulums. Now, I love them because they're fun, <laughs> but it's important to bear in mind. It's also important to bear in mind, if you say to a pendulum, will I ever be happy? And it says no, it doesn't mean you will never be happy. It means on a reading of the energy in the space you are in right now, the answer is a no. So you need to do stuff and take action to make it happen. Just like if you say to the pendulum, will I be happy for the rest of my life? And it says yes. What it means is you will need to maintain your current vibrational alignment and not allow yourself to be pulled out of it. So it only reads the energy. If you, if you can get out of the way enough, it only reads the energy for right now in this moment. And in 30 seconds time, your energy could be completely different. It's important to understand. And so, yeah, people get in the way with pendulums all the time. And it's really hard to read for yourself. <laughs> because when do we ever come at anything from a space of neutrality? And I, this is part of my problem with law of attraction. You know, well, you need to not care about the outcome and just know that it's coming. Well, if you're in a really shit space and you don't know if you've got enough money to eat next week, that's very hard to be neutral. And I understand faith and I understand trust in the universe, but I also understand that it's difficult here. It's hard to be neutral. Um, so when you're using a pendulum, if it's for the big stuff, you probably are going to get in the way. And that's the irony. Till you get very, very good at finding just that stillness within you. But I, in honesty, can only really find that for other people. I find it hard to find it for myself. I'd like to pretend I'm more spiritual than I am, but that would be a lie. <laughs> um, and an orb and a greyish mist shadow. I just think it's the energy of how that spirit is presenting. I don't think it has any factor because there's no time in the spirit world. So how long ago they passed has no impact on the soul once it's in the soul state because there is no time. It's just is. And so um, I think it's just more to do with um, the energy that they are drawing to them in that moment to physically manifest so that you can see them. I was having great fun with orbs the other night for the first time in ages. I've had nothing. Nada. I did have an orb the other day that I got really excited about, but it turned out it was a mosquito. 
Um, but apart from that, I've, I've had nothing. And the other night I was sat at home on my own and I just suddenly felt the nudge and I tried and the, they were dancing and I had different coloured ones and it made me cry a bit because it's been such a long time. They're still there. They're still with me. They haven't given up on me yet. So, uh, yeah, hope that that helps. Next question is for Cheryl, who asked it on the school. I know, Cheryl, I asked you if you were a Cheryl or a Cheryl, and I know you told me, and I can't remember. I don't even know why I asked, because it just creates issues, because you'll be like, I told you I was this, and you keep calling me the wrong one. But I try. And Cheryl says, Can I ask about healing? If someone needs some healing in any way, can't the angels see this and heal these people through their own unlimited energy? Why do they need us humans to be able to transfer it, transfer it through? Is this a silly question? It really is not a silly question. It is the sort of question that I wish everybody on their spiritual journey was asking. It's actually the same question that broke apart all my entity release stuff of why would spirit leave somebody here struggling? Why do they need me to help them move into the spirit world? They don't, spoiler alert. Um, and it's the same with energy. So healing energy is available to everybody, absolutely everybody. Whether you have done a Reiki course or not, whether you have done a Rahani Hawk course or not, whether you have done any other form of healing or not, theta, whatever it is, it's available. It's available to everyone, whether you are a deluxe muggle or whether you are a super spiritual guru. Healing energy is available to you. It is unlimited. It is infinite. But as human beings, we have free will and choice. And we have a choice of whether we will ask for, accept and work with healing energy. And so it is a case of asking to receive. Ask and you shall receive. If you don't ask, you may not get. Now, obviously, they're trying to help you. Spirit don't want you to fail. But also, we need to think about why we're here. And I do think that some of us agree to come here for a life that is hampered by different physical problems. I don't believe that spiritual healing can fix every problem because I think some of those problems are signed up for before we get here. And so whilst everybody would benefit from healing energy, it's not a fix all things to all people. And I think for some people, and I can certainly only speak for myself here and the clients that I've met, there is that... Um, when you're in a really bad place and you're really struggling and you're really finding it difficult, there is something about the disempowered state that a lot of us humans are in, including where I was, where if someone said to you, you can, you can heal yourself, you just wouldn't be able to believe it. So I think healers are absolutely crucially important as long 
as they are not trying to keep their clients with them forever. What you want to be doing as a healer is getting people into a space where they believe that they can heal themselves and they stop needing you. And that's where a lot of healers, I think, struggle because it's not a good business plan, is it? <laughs> it's not a good business business plan to be like, I'm going to teach you how to see, heal yourself, then you won't need me, be free, but I've still got a gas bill that needs paying. And that's why it's hard. It's hard to be a human and be here. You're trying to find your way within it. So I don't think anybody needs another human to transfer it through unless they are so disempowered and so lost to themselves that actually it would be a great thing for them to have somebody hold that space for them. And also as someone who's a very busy-minded champion workaholic, there is something about being in that space where somebody else is holding that space for you where it just feels easier to receive. You know, if you've got an appointment and you've paid for it, you'll turn up. If you're at home and you're thinking, I really need to do some health self-healing, you'll think, oh, but I'll just reply to that email and I'll just put that doctor's appointment and I've got to walk the dogs. Oh, the washing's in the machine. Oh, I haven't taken the chicken out of the freezer for dinner. And all of a sudden the day's gone and you haven't done it. So there's definite psychological and... Um, physical physical things that make going to a healer better but not necessary and that is the difference i hope that makes sense cheryl if you've got any more questions ask me more i love your questions you always ask the good questions you should be really proud of that i love how you think about it all it's what i want people to think think about it does that make sense Next up, I have some uh, a email from Kim and Kim says, hi, Hannah, just emailing him with a few random thoughts. Series four, episode 18, you spoke about the untethering of the spirit from the physical body in the final weeks of life when someone is very unwell or has dementia, for example. I totally agree with this. In my mum's final weeks, she was in a hospice and I remember her saying that she had gone to visit her consultant. This didn't happen as she was very weak and immobile and an hour's drive from the hospital. But the wording wasn't, I dreamt. I went to speak to my consultant. It was, I went to see my consultant today. My mum may have been unwell, but she was lucid and her personality was very matter of a fact. So I do believe she genuinely experienced this. I'm not even sure whether I would attribute this to astral projection because she believed they'd had a conversation. I wonder if this is an example of a time slip or an alternative timeline. Could well be Kim. And isn't it fascinating? It could also be that her consultant was... See, when, I, when you were telling this story, I almost had this vision of her going to visit her spirit team. So she's consulting with her spirit team, even her consultant's spirit, rather than her consultant in the physical realm. I just think there might be something in that too, and I love it. Thank you for sharing. On the same episode, you spoke about our souls choosing to reincarnate into lives where we suffer for our soul's growth. I wonder if it's the other way around. 
rather than choosing to suffer and a soulmate agreeing to give us a difficult experience, maybe instead we choose to be the one causing the suffering. I'm not keen on the idea that suffering is the catalyst for growth, as it feels a bit like religious indoctrination to me. That idea that we suffer on earth in order to experience better things after our earthly death has never sat well with me. It feels like a way to control people to be satisfied with a miserable experience. My personal philosophy leans towards making the most of our time here, having fun, being happy, sharing our light. So I was thinking on this and went on to consider how difficult it is for us to embrace our shadow. And so maybe in our soul journey, our soul learns more from being the bad guy than the victim. Maybe we actively choose lives where we abuse positions of power, treat people badly and behave in ways that are incongruent with our authentic self in order to learn from our mistakes. And maybe the soul pact is that our soulmates will be there to be our victims in order to allow us to experience and explore our shadow. None of us like to think of ourselves as the baddie and when we know we have done something wrong we often try to blot it out or feel that we were powerless and had no choice but to do what we did. Some people regret their unpleasant behaviour whilst on this earthly plane and spend the remainder of their life in repentance while others don't face their bad deeds until they return to spirit. So then I was thinking, do we really learn more or experience more soul growth from being the villain than the victim? And I think maybe both bring valuable lessons. Learning to rise from the ashes is as important as learning humility and repentance, isn't it? And so maybe there is no such thing as good and bad. They are just human constructs that our ego applied to our experiences in order to make sense of them. It is only because of our ego making us of central importance in our own lives that we experience our judgments and perceptions and therefore our sense of right and what is wrong. And then you were giving some great examples of this, which I won't go into, but um, exactly that, Kim. I didn't mean that we are only here. I, I don't I don't believe that it's to score points for heaven. I believe that it is. And I'm going to be talking about this in the next episode. But I believe that we are here to have that experience of overcoming the negatives and finding the joy in it and working through that. I once did a reading for a lady <clears throat> who was one of the most incredible people I have ever been privileged to sit in front of. And she said to me that her baby dying was the greatest gift she could ever have received because although it broke her heart and destroyed her for such a long time, she made a pact to live her life to the fullest because of that, to experience as much as she could with joy in her heart for her baby that wouldn't get to do that, to choose to be good and to be the light in honour of her child. And I often think about that woman because the bravery to be able to even allow that in as a thought is quite incredible to me. And it's it's not about points. It's not about, you know, being a good person so that you can get extra. Ex it is about, yeah, you're right, we play both parts. 
And in one lifetime, we will play both parts. I know that we like to think in this lifetime, we are the victim of all the shitty things, but we have also been the shitter. (laughs) And we have to remember that. So yes, it's about both. And um, then you asked me um, about a documentary, which I haven't watched, but I'm going to I'm going to watch and I will get back to you on it. And um, then you just said a lovely thing about me, which I'm, I'm too embarrassed to read, especially after getting all emotional about that amazing client I had. But you get the gist. So again, listeners, you guys rock my world. Um Keep sending in your questions, your thoughts, your feedbacks, your arguments. I, you know, again, as I said the other day, I can only give you my opinion from my experience in this incarnation, in this moment right now, with what I am allowing myself to receive from spirit in this incredibly limited flesh suit in which I reside. So I need your thoughts. We need to be working through it together. Thank you very much for listening. I'm going to just do a quick plea. If you could please just rate this and follow this podcast. You may be uh, noticing that some adverts are creeping in on the podcast. I don't want to do adverts, but equally, I need income. (laughs) So what's happening now is any podcast that is over 30 days old will have adverts on it. So the best thing that you can do is listen sooner rather than later and then you won't have to suffer through them um, because it's the only, the best way that I can do it for now and we'll see how that works. But there you go, that's life. Money is a pain in the ass. I wish we didn't need it. If you could leave me a review, a rating, that would be amazing. It really, really helps and I will catch up with you all again on Thursday. Have a good one. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.